Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And you know what? People really liked it when we recommended that Lumi deodorant. Oh, yeah. You know? So I just thought I'd say, like, one other thing that ZD and I, no, you don't use the Lumi like I do, but uh, ZD and I are huge, huge fans of the colloidal pimple dots. Pimple dots. Just so. Well, because you can use them. Not just on pimples. Like, I use them on mosquito bites. I just wanted to put this out because a friend of mine on Facebook was like, has anyone ever tried these? And I was like, I need to spread the good word. Like, like we live by them. (laughs) We're wearing how many pimple dots are on my face right right now? now. (laughs) Usually I have one or two on. But no, like... Honestly, I get mosquito bites really, really bad. Yeah. Okay. And they will like suck, you know, the stuff the fluid out. So what, out. Just right. real quick, we're going to keep this under two minutes and the, we're not getting paid for this um, <laughs> at all. But like when you buy the, just the colloidal ones, I'm not talking about the ones that like salicylic acid. I'm not, I don't. No, no, no. Uh, that's and not then, what we're talking col- about. The colloidal ones also sometimes have uh, tea tree. tree. Yeah, these tea are... tree, tree tea, tea tree, tea oil. tree oil, and actually, I got some of those accidentally. Did you like them? Um, they didn't bother me. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, I didn't no. So anything. just like the colloidal ones, what they do is for different types of blemishes. You know, we all get different types and different times. Right. They just like keep it wet. Right. They they allow it to heal. And yeah. actually, when the uh-huh. first thing that I knew, my my experience with colloidal dressings okay yeah you like we're bed sores yeah uh okay Uh and what they do is they do they keep the tissue soft and they allow it to heal and if you know any dermatologist personally they will tell you one of their favorite things in the whole world for healing you know letting something heal is vaseline because it keeps Keeps it wet yeah so these like it keeps it soft so if if you're somebody who gets like a pimple or a blemish and it'll scab and then it's like breaks open again so it doesn't break open this just like keeps that stuff kind of flowing and uh, yeah it's just changed my life on some of the types of pimples i get it's like the same thing with the mosquito bites and what Uh it also does it stops the itch oh you know i've never used them on a mosquito yeah but i have mosquito bites like I i get the most horrendous I don't have that experience. I have some bizarre yeah. reaction to mosquito okay. bites. So uh, that we were we're under two thirty. So pimple here. pimple, pimple dots. dots, colloidal ones. I'm just gonna we're gonna segue with it's some. Worth, it's worth the investment for you to try them once. Yeah, here um, we're gonna segue here. Come on, Destiny. I don't know. if Can you hear the music? If they're gonna be able to hear the music. You can turn it up. You know. Yeah, I know because I've turned it down. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna talk about sewing now. If you could hear that. Faint. I think they could hear the needle bar moving. Yeah, I hear that uh, better than the music. If you could hear that faint music, that was me turning on our sewing machine here. We've got one that sings to us, and we're continuing our uh, basic skills for sewing sort of series. With um, we're com- we're combining it with another question that I think Colette uh, asked in the group, and this isn't something we've gone into a ton, and. It's something that I would spend a lot of time on in the sit-down deliveries. We right. would. Well, and, it's, and in guide and, class. And this is, you know, the last time in this series what we talked about was Know Your Machine. Know Your Machine, and yeah. And this is kind of a good segue to that because this is 
know what stitches are on your yeah. machine and what they do. You know, why why are these stitches there? Why you know, I know people that would buy a machine that maybe only had twelve stitches on it and they'd use a straight stitch. Just one stitch. They'd never yep. use anything else. Well you know, and, and they'd come in and say, I'm having trouble doing this and I would go, Well we need to go to this stretch stitch and they'd go, Oh, oh my gosh. so that's why that's there <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, so you a know. straight stitch can get you pretty far, right? Uh, I mean, you know, for years that's all we for, had. For a, yeah, it can it can get you pretty far for in a decades, lot of decades. That was all that was there in a lot of contexts. But it's also nice. Most machines out there now are going to have some more, you know, stitches on them. And um, I thought we could talk about okay, this stitch could be on your machine. Why is it called this, and what makes it function? In that way, right? You know mm-hmm. what? What about the stitch? Like, why, why does the movement or the shape of the stitch? Yep, the shape, why does it work? Why does it work? Why right. is it recommended? Why is it called right. a this or a that? You know. So yeah, I I hope you stuck around for the t- highly technical sewing talk. So I'm just looking at the sti- at the screen of our destiny right now, and actually, the destiny starts off its stitch with, library. Well, yeah, with like six straight stitches. It's only. Four, okay, but yes, there's Are you four. Sure? I am. The next one is the triple straight stitch. Okay, oh, so, okay. So you're, but you were real close. I was. Yeah. I would have guessed that too. Okay, so yeah, the destiny starts off with these four straight stitches. Um, then honestly, they're it's exactly the same straight stitch. It's just that they're bad. They're they're securing. Uh, um, function or they're securing what characteristic? Uh, it's called, or what is it's called? It, let me tell you what it's called. Okay, I think it's called. Okay, now I'm not unsure myself. I think it's called the backstitch priority is the technical name for this thing. Oh, okay. So what CD's talking about is if you have one of these fancy schmancy machines with like all these options on here, is there are two so the reason there's four straight stitches, there's two straight stitch left stitches. Right. One of Correct. them <laughs> There you go. <laughs> one of them when you push the back stitch you button, get, you get a securing. Well, hold on. You get like yep. a traditional back stitch behavior right. where the machine starts to move the fabric and stitch backwards. So that's your securing stitch for that particular stitch choice. Yeah. Now, the second one, which is stitch 1 02, the first, first one we're talking about, stitch 1 01, <laughs> stitch 1 02. It has the um, it has like a little dot at the beginning instead of a little dash next to it, and so what it's going to do when you push the back stitch button on the destiny is it's going to stitch in place. Right. So okay, that's the other secure. Cool. Now Mallory's saying it's you know stitch, I think that's what it's called stitch you know a one dash one or whatever. Your machine might not particularly code it that way. Your machine might have like one number, you know, and then and then your machine if it's um, a little more basic model and just. Okay, I love the destiny, right? But like, I, I'm also making fun of it a little bit. Okay? It's, it's a little overkill uh, because what I want to bring up next is the next two stitches are straight stitches center. Right. Okay, and then the same thing. There's one with the back stitch priority, and the uh, that is well, the back stitch, and one that's the securing stitch. And the reason that that happened was Baby Lock always had a left-handed stitch as its straight stitch. And actually, the public sort of, you know, demanded. No matter how hard we tried to defend it. Actually, I didn't like it at first, too. After it was explained to me, I liked it better. But, um, you know, it's hard to convert people. So what I want to bring up is the Destiny has four stitches here. 
However, even if you have one of the most basic machines, you probably actually have the ability to have these stitches. Right. Okay? You can probably, in some way, shape, or form, change your needle position. Maybe. Right. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, if you, you know, if you have but a, Yes. More than likely, you can change your needle position. Somehow, some way. There are some really basic machines that you can't. Yes. Now, on here's another thing. This is another kind of complicating factor. There's two ways that a stitch width selector can behave on a sewing machine. Okay? In baby lock land, well, it really depends on the model. Um, on some of the digital machines, if you change the stitch width of a straight stitch, it will move the needle. And it will remain and it will a straight move stitch. The needle. Right. Now, on more basic machines, if you have a straight stitch and you change the width, what do you get? You get a zigzag. That's right. So it's just a more sophisticated machine, okay? Let's, you know, it's just the way it you, It's just you the way it, it works. Right. I don't, you know, I don't even know if it's like necessarily more sophisticated because on some of the Berninas, even the more advanced ones, you choose a straight stitch and if you change the width, you get a zigzag. Reason being, there is a needle position button as well right. that can change the position of Correct. the stitch. So you need to know how your stitch width um, dial or button or whatever behaves. Right. It could either it could do either one of those things when you have a straight stitch selected. Okay, right. but yeah, the more basic functionality probably would be well, that it changes. And this it to is the exact. part where no, your machine comes in that that we talked about in the last episode, and this this should be in your owner's manual. And if you bought your machine at a dealership, they should have had classes. That taught you this. Well, the reason and the reason you want to like read your owner's manual and stuff is because right. you'll pick a stitch and you're like, why won't this freaking stitch go backwards? Right. <laughs> and you didn't know, oh, that because that that dot at the beginning, or right. or I've got this setting, man. And uh, well, this is a little bit of a segue, but I the destiny was malfunctioning for me, and it ended up being operator error. Of course. It, of course, right? But Most I, of the time, At yeah. first, you know, I was like, this must be the machine. Anyway, I'll, I'll talk about that in another episode. So we've been talking for like 10 minutes about two stitches, basically, the straight stitch. And so when you see a machine, you're like, why does this machine have 300 stitches? Why does this machine have 2,500 stitches? Some of that, it's like the engineers are trying to make it easier. Like where someone can just go, poof, it's in the center. Right. Instead of, okay, now I need to change my stitch width to like, you know, 2.5 or right. now I set this and that. It's a convenience. Thing, it is. You know, so, and that can well, be nice. And the capability nice. is there to do it now, too. The yeah. The technology is there. I mean, it's just there. Computer chips. Yeah, once, you know, you, once you've got a computer board in there of the age, you know, of the, you know, 2020s. Right. I mean, probably stitch. I mean, I wonder how much like data a stitch takes up, and and well, how much memory. You know what I mean? Well, uh, I, I mean, uh, I can tell you from twenty five years ago to now, the difference is amazing. Sure, exactly. You exactly. know, because you know, we were told when twenty five, thirty years ago, 
well, you know, this is how only how much it can hold. Yeah. And and they actually had ways where you could take stitches out and put other stitches in. Because there was a limit. Because there was a limited memory. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and you do have a memory in here, like you can save certain stitches. Right. I'm so, talking about no, total I know. machine yeah. memory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So those are, there we go. Straight stitches. Okay. The next stitch that maybe almost everybody would have on their machine is the triple straight stitch. Right. Now, what, how this might come to you on a more basic machine is that stretch stitch right function, and how right? it may look mm-hmm. its icon will be like three rows of straight stitches right next to each other like yep. one two three like three hash marks and then three right. hash marks and then oh you know right. going down so column. so yeah it's there's three columns of stitches in, in the icon the thing is is it doesn't stitch that way. They stitch on top of it themselves. Is, it's a it, it is a one row stitch. It stays in one row, and it stitch each stitch is done three times. And the way it's done is it goes, you know, one two three stitch, and then back two stitch, and then one two. Um, you know, okay, however. so does it? How does it do it? I think I think the first stitch on a triple straight stitch doesn't get the triple treatment. That's right. Okay, that's correct. So it goes forward, forward, back, forward, right. forward. Back, forward. That would give it three. Right. Yes, that would give it three passes. So right. it's like your first one. So, okay, this gets categorized as a straight stitch. On your basic machines, you may have a dial, and it's right. like, I think on one of the more basic baby locks, the, the straight stitch would have been in like a dark, uh, in, in like a black the icon for it was black, and uh-huh. then the straight, the stretch stitch, the triple stitch was like in yellow. Right. And you had some selector. Or sometimes, you know, it's like they're blue and red. Yeah. You know. And, uh, but they're kind of. Or sometimes the stretch stitch it has an S in front yeah, of it. Yeah, SS. Uh-huh. But you'll have those on the same selector, and then elsewhere on the machine, you've chosen, hey, I'm choosing stretch stitches, right. or I'm not, you know, so right. that. So on a mechanical machine, mm-hmm. you may have to do two different dials, you know, to get there. Yeah, so. This is a stretch stitch, and I, I never use it on stretchy stuff. Do you use it on stretchy stuff? You, yeah, I have. I, I don't have, like but it. I really use it mostly to hem jeans. Yes, it's yeah. our jeans okay. hemming stitch. It's our jeans hemming stitch, and we can use embroidery thread, which won't, you know, which means oh, well, we can get any color you want. Yeah. and it it mocks a, you know, a top stitch, a well, top stitch with. Heavy jeans type thread with top stitch thread. This is on because you've got three threads showing. You um, we've done a podcast and a video on this on how we hem right. jeans, and so you can see that we we lengthen this stitch. Well, and the thing mm-hmm. is, is jeans are stretchy now. Well, yeah, you know, okay, but, but I mean, funny. like, yeah, if I'm gonna go hem a knit top on my sewing machine, right. I actually don't like this stitch. I think that it can get really dense. Mm-hmm. I think that it I can be. Too. You know what? E- even if it makes a good seam and all that, right. I don't want to take this stitch out. That's of true. a knit. That's real true. No, that is that's actually my main right. complaint about it. Is not so much it doesn't function well. Right. But if I had to take it out, I would just want to poke my eye out with well, the seam ripper. I have definitely used it more on wovens. Um, now, something that we haven't talked about a whole lot, which I think we should before we move on to some of our zigzaggery stitches, is default settings mm-hmm. for these stitches. Right. I know we've mentioned these in passing a lot because we're, what are we always telling y'all to do? 
to try if you're having trouble with things, right? What are we always telling them to do, mom? Change your stitch length. Lengthen their, yep, yep, right. yep, lengthen their stitch maybe. Um, so on all, so this is uh, five stitches across. <laughs> We've gotten through five <laughs> stitches, which are actually only two stitches. And the machine has like 150 the, or something. No, mom. <laughs> I mean, this, I'll have to look at the brochure. It's right. got like. It's a thousand something, yeah. Well, no, yeah. they're numbered a thousand, but I don't think there is. Oh a no, thousand. I think there are. Oh no. Yes, I'll look. Really? I'll have to look. Okay. No, there's not. A thousand. Well, it's because they like really count all the letters of the alphabet. Oh as yeah. A stitch well, and stuff. right. Yeah. Okay. True. And there, so there, you've got like you know, fifty-two already. Yeah. There you go. Right. Ta-da. Oh well, and there's huh, no. There's oh, like and a, then there's the punctuation marks. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And there's like seven alphabets around here and stuff. One, two, three, four. Oh, there's only five alphabets. Sorry. Okay. So, anywho. Wait, we'd like to exaggerate by two. Anywho, <laughs> Um. Well, okay. Uh, Stop. No. Yeah, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give a note here. Fine. Okay. A little asterisk. <laughs> and I guess I think a lot of people might be in this position. So, I am not anymore. But. I used to be in my car a lot and drive people around a lot and sit in front of schools and, you know, wait for people for music lessons and dance lessons. And I would take my owner's manual with me, and that's what I would read. Okay? Even if, you know, it wasn't the part of the machine that I was using, but it familiarized me, and even if I didn't really remember it, I knew it was in that manual, Okay, and I knew I could go back to it. People are going to want us to read their owner's manuals so they can listen to them in the car as a podcast. Oh. <laughs> Look, audiobook. You could do that. Audiobook version yep, you of your owner's manual. You, you could do that. You can order that from me and ZD. Uh, the Destiny owner's manual is like, there's three of them, first of all. Right. Um, but, okay. I, but I would thumb you know, yeah, I would. I, I mean, I wouldn't even read them in order if I didn't want to. If I thought, I thought I'd think, oh, I wonder if this machine would do this, and I would look up to see, or I would, I would read the table of contents and go, huh, I think I'll read about that while I sit here and wait for Mallory for the five hundred eighty fourth <laughs> time coming out of some lesson for her sixteenth lesson of the yeah, week. Um, oh, which aren't you glad? I'm, I'm so glad you drove me to all those lessons. Yes. I hope you're glad too. Um. Yeah, so that's a really good point, especially if you get a newer machine. And a few of you have upgraded recently. You've, like, asked us about uh-huh. doing it. I mean, people are probably right. upgrading all the time. But if pe- you get an old machine, read that manual, too. Well, that's true, too. But I remember learning – we had to learn about a ton of new machines. Mm-hmm. And I would look at the owner's manual and learn something. Right. Uh, you know, even though I'd been sewing for a long time. And like you said, knowing the subtlety of your machine is what's going to make you successful – as you're sewing your stuff. Or right? every once in a while, it would be funny. Mallory would say, how did you do that? And it would be like, I did something, and she didn't know the machine did it. Or As you he know, says that to me, too, she, sometimes. Right, or she, you know. I was just, just going to say, <laughs> or I'll say, what are you doing? And she'd say, I'm doing blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? How do you and do I'm that? like, show me that again. <laughs> you know, and here, you know. We're supposed to be like the experts. Well, you're always learning. That's well, important. Here's the deal. I used to be an expert on machines I sold that only had, you know, 20 stitches. Right. I knew them inside out, backwards, whatever. I even made stuff up you could do on them that, you know, wasn't in the manual. <laughs> but um, anymore, you could have a machine for several years and not know everything it did. That's right. right. And, you know, there are teams of people creating new things for these right. machines all the time. So 
Uh, yeah, let's take a break real quick and talk about default settings. ZD, what's your favorite way to measure yourself? With my easy check tape measure. So tell me a little bit about this. It's the only way to measure myself, I why, think. Why is it so magical? Well, because there's a slide on it. Uh-huh. You actually snap one end of the tape measure into the back of the slide, and then you fit it to the measurement, and then you can unsnap, and the slide remains on the place that you've measured. So if you're trying to measure your arm. Right. Or your under bust. Right. Or your thigh. Or your head. Or your head. Oh, yeah, the head, right. definitely. Well, <laughs> and, you know, measuring yourself is one thing, but even measuring somebody else, what it does is it marks the spot, basically, where the measurement is. And so if I'm, and this happens to you, that you're measuring somebody and they start talking to you and you're like, was that 21 or 23? Oh, my gosh. Right. And where with this, you know, it, it, the slide has marked it. I also have heard feedback from customers who say, I am sending this to my daughter or, you know, so that she can measure my grandchildren That's and it will right. be accurate. Right. Right? Well, we've actually had trainers, too, yep. that, that bought these, you know, for their customers or they themselves use it for their customers or it was a male trainer and a female client. Uh, he right. didn't have to put his hands on the person right. or whatever. Also, this tape measure, when you use it with a snap, it's impossible to work from the wrong side. That's the other thing yeah. I was going to say. You can't measure from the 60 end. You have to measure from, from the, the zero, one end. From the zero, zero end. Yes. Right, right. And I said 60, but, um, you know, it also has the millimeters on the other side, too. So yeah. you've got... Um, you have imperial, imperial and you have metric metric uh, right and so the easy check tape measure makes it very simple when you are trying to measure yourself uh and you just don't want to be fumbling around well and i think you know the thing is don't order one because if somebody sees it a husband or right? a daughter or just a friend i mean honestly at Christmas time, I would put this like in almost everybody's stocking stuffer. And I think it's a great thing to like send away to college with people, things like that. Where Fabulous. You, you want yeah. something measured. Well, if you're interested in your own easy check tape measure, you can see a video on how it works at sewhere.com slash tape measure. And you can check it out for yourself. Sewing out loud. What are the colors <laughs> Mom, we're back. <laughs> We're back. Uh, so so I want to talk a little bit about default settings and how these can work on some different levels of machines. So on... Okay, default settings, I guess, you know, they can also be referred to as factory settings. You'll hear that too. Factory settings. Okay. Right. So default settings on stitches will be implemented in a few different ways. If you have a very basic machine... You will need to look at your owner's manual every time you change a stitch. It'll be like, oh, you want to do a straight stitch? You have to set the dial to stitch A, and you have to set the width to this, and you have to set the length to this. And you, then you are getting the straight stitch that we have tested this machine for, basically. Right. right, and you'd have to know the position of your feed dogs. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And you got to take your needle up out of the right. fabric, otherwise you could break it, right? Now, really, when you get up just a couple of steps, you get to push a button, 
you get to just turn a dial, you know, or something like that. And those settings will be set for you. This is, I think it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing because it's good to know, it's good to be aware, okay, when I pick a straight stitch, the length is 2.5 millimeters, okay? It's good for you to have that in mind. Right. Like, look at it. You know, if you've never looked at it before, if and, you... And your manual, if if you are on a manual machine, your manual will say that also. Yeah. So, um, you know, take a look at that. Make sure that you know what that is because as ZD and I say a lot on this podcast when you're sewing on something thicker or when you're sewing on something that doesn't want to feed very well or sometimes it's just the fabric and get like a knit yeah you know you you just can't get those stitches too close on a knit sometimes Yes, because the the feed dogs will eat it yeah so it won't feed yeah. you're you're asking so what you were asking for you were telling it, hey, I want this stitch right. to be 2.5. But if the fabric's not feeding nicely for you, bumping that up to a three right. even and can be helpful. when you bump it up, you might not get a three. You might actually be then getting, you're getting a, a 2.5. 2. Right. So what it's doing is, you know, it just can't grab as well. Right. So keep that in mind. Or, or it is going up and you need that for the fabric. You need that stitch to be spaced that well. Yeah, you need the space between the needle right. penetrations, right, to make to make that longer stitch. So just changing the stitch length isn't something that will quote unquote like hurt anything if you're just testing. You may need to be careful about the width depending on your machine because there are machines where you can like if you've set the needle to go over to the left and then you've changed the width and your machine doesn't have like some sort of governor on it, you right. can, that's where you can uh, mess things up a little bit. Now, because most, you'll be stitching into like your presser foot yeah. or your, or your throat plate or whatever. Yes. So if you have a machine like that, um, you need to test, you need to like use your hand wheel to walk through a stitch mm -hmm. or two to make sure that you're not hitting anything. Or if you put a different foot on. Uh-huh. Or you forgot you have your straight stitch mm -hmm. plate on or something like that. You know, you need to be careful about that. So play with that with look at the default settings because here's how I can find something out about my machine. What I was saying before the break about how the width um, selector can work right. on different machines. When I pick the straight stitch to the left on the baby lock, right, it says my width is zero. Right. And when I pick the straight stitch in the middle, it says my width is 3.5. And what it's really doing is telling you the position of your needle yeah. and not the width. That's because right. Because it does not change it to a zigzag. It's like... So the the entire width of this machine's its swing, mm -hmm. right, on the stitch length is 7 millimeters. That's correct. So when Mallory picks it in the middle, it says 3.5. So it's really telling you the position within that seven millimeter range yeah it's like there's a number line that mm -hmm. starts at zero right and goes up to and seven that would be to the left yeah just like you read and mm -hmm. go to the right right positive numbers to the left uh, positive numbers to the right there are no negative numbers on this machine however i think maybe i have seen a machine where the center is zero okay uh -huh. and then like it's negative and positive oh, okay i think i've seen I'd that did that. i make that up i don't know i don't I know could go for that um but well you know the I, i'm thinking of Berninas use, you know, the early electronic ones. They had that stitch position, 
and it would be like the middle middle was zero. It didn't say that. Though. Didn't say anything. It was though. just the position was you know in the middle, and then you press the button to the left or press the button to the right to move it. Okay, so a little more thoroughness here. I'm just telling you to explore all the all the functions of your machine. Okay, so. Baby Lock has this width selector, and I've chosen straight stitch left. I'm on zero. If I do plus on the width, it goes up by 0.5 millimeters each time. Right. So that would equal, um, does that equal 14? 14 positions? Okay. Or 15? 14 with the 14 width. 14 posi- 15 positions if you have a zero. Yeah, but there's nothing at, is that is that right? I'm sorry. I'm not. If you have, <laughs> wait. No, it's just 14. 0. 0.51, 1.52, 2.53, 3.54, 4.55, 5.5. Yeah, right. there's no 7.5. Right. Okay. okay, there's. Yeah. But get this, and I don't even know if I like think this is a great idea. There's another button on this machine that says left, right, shift. Right. Okay, and it. Okay, hold on. Let me let me see if I know this works. Yep. Okay. Guess what it does? <laughs> it will move your stitch in increments of 0.25 millimeters to the right or left of your initial selected stitch position. So this works. This is like it's it gets relative. Right. All right. So if I'm all the way over to the left and I push the plus on left, right, shift, 0.25, 0.5, 0.75, 1. 1.25, et cetera, et cetera. So how many stitch positions? Okay, I can't is that even 28? see that well. That's like 28 yeah, stitch positions, right. right? Needle positions. However, I just want to tell you this just so you know that things can get weird. If I select the center straight stitch, then if I push plus, I go to the right. right. And if I push negative, I go to the left. And then I do get negative numbers. I'm negative one millimeter from the center. Does it say that? Yeah, it's oh, negative. I didn't know it said No, negative. it's like relative. Okay, so it like makes a new number line depending on the initial stitch you've picked. It doesn't say negative on there. Yes, though. it does. There it is does? a little freaking minus <gasps> right there, Mom. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So when I pick. Okay, I, I had to I'm tell telling you. I had to tell you. There's some math going on here. five going on. It's, it's 28 <laughs> stitch positions. <laughs> I'm, I just don't know if I need that. But. Well, there, there must I be kinda, a reason. I must. There must be a reason. Okay, here's the deal. You don't need 28 probably, but you do need a skosh relative to whatever you've picked. Sometimes. You know, you're like, yep, oh, can yep. I just move it over a little yep, bit? Yep, okay, yep, well, you, you know. So, And then you need to write this down <laughs> or take a picture of it on your cell phone so you know where it is. Okay. So that if you... You know, if you have to a, repeat it. If you have a right? machine with 28 stitch positions, it has a place for memory. Well, you could put it in the memory also. <laughs> and you know what? The memory used to be a floppy disk, and then yeah. it was a pocket. Right. Now it just says memory. Right. I think was, they're trying to make it, it future-proof. I think you can put it on it. It just says. Uh, I think you can put it on a thumb drive. On a thumb so. drive, yeah. Okay. Talking to your microphone. I think you can still put it on a thumb drive. Yeah. <laughs> ZD's talking on quiet right now. Um, so ju- I'm, I guess this just goes to show you there can be a lot of things to your machine there just can be okay so and heads up okay so here's the deal if i got this machine and it was brand new and i just learned that like because today because mallory told you that or something yeah Yeah. okay i go why do i need that but at least i know it's there 
I might not need to investigate it. I might not need to check it out. I might not need to do something and stitch it up. But I know it's there. And there may come a day I need that. Well, and it may not even be that you know it's there. It's that later in the future, you'll have this shadow of an idea that you should look something up about left right. Right. I should look that up. Right. I thought maybe that would have been useful maybe at some point. Right. I'm not guaranteed. And, you know, when I did a sit-down delivery, I had to be careful about how much detail I went into. You do. You need to, you know, a lot of times when we would deliver a machine, and I think this goes with with the question of what do you need to learn and how uh-huh. do you need to learn it and, it, it, you know, what on your timeline where or whatever, I would say to someone, and what do you want to be able to sew when you get home? Right. Because the mach- there's no way in an hour or an hour and a half I could sit down and show them absolute. Like, a lot of times I didn't show somebody a buttonhole. Yeah. Especially a, if, like, they were a quilter. Like, I, I would look at them and I'd go, yeah. are you going to be doing a buttonhole <laughs> before you come, you know, to guide class? Oh, no. I'll never do a buttonhole in my life. I'm like, I'm not going to show but you I that But I really today. need to know how to do such right. and I'm such. I'm not yeah. going to show you that mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. you know, but... I will show you that anytime you want. Right. And you'll also learn that in guide class. But um, so, you know, if you don't need to know how to do a buttonhole right away, don't do it. You know, learn the other stuff that you want to learn. Right. So, um, yeah, there can be a lot of subtlety to your stitches, to their default settings, to how you can change them. And it is good to get that a little bit under your belt, to get those concepts under your belt. Now, we're... We're kind of going long here. Um, I think maybe we can talk about like twenty-eight positions long. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. I think we've we've had twenty-eight positions in this podcast. My God, you'd have uh, to talk a long time if you had twenty-eight positions. For okay, your we're gonna come back and we're gonna go through some of these. You know, people keep asking about obscure surgery stitches, and I'm like, hold up. Do you know about the Surgers obscure? Surgers are not obscure at all. Do you know all? about They're the obscure? Well, we've done yes. we've done an episode right. on obscure surgeries. And I'm like, have you seen the obscure stitches on your sewing machine? Right. Like, because <laughs> they are weird. <laughs> there are some of them. I'm like, what the hell is yes. this? So, um, let's let's stop. Well, I think some of those stitches, mm-hmm. okay, are on there, and. In a sense, they're antiquated on the sewing machine because there are surgers. I they, I agree you, sometimes. You, you yes, say what, absolutely. You say I'm saying absolutely. we didn't have a serger, so we had a stitch that I call the girdle stitch, and it's actually the honeycomb stitch. But I called it the girdle stitch because that's how you would put like girdle fabric together. Uh huh. Okay, and it still stretched, and it was yes. very um, strong. Mm-hmm. And- Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sewing Out Loud. You know, it was like reinforced itself. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I don't use it now. So just so you're aware, go dig in, go dive in and make sure you're aware of how all the dials on your machine affect how the needle moves Mm -hmm. positions between stitches how it moves after you've changed it like how it stitches out so that you can you know leverage that to your advantage in the future and then I think next time let's go into some of these okay so I click on this and I get stem stitch zigzag um two-step elastic zigzag Three-step elastic zigzag, overcast stitch. Oh, there are two different stitches called overcast. There are. 
excuse me, one, two, three. Right, okay, and what four, I want to say is on five, the first electronic machine, six, right? Seven. You only had one overcast stitch. There, were, there are seven stitches. They shouldn't call them all that. They should come up with some different, they should have some dignity here. Like, <laughs> Well, they're called overcast stitch because they go over the edge of the they fabric. Do. No, you're totally right. You're totally well, right. And I'm the just, other thing we have not I'm hit on really a... here yet is when you use a certain stitch, do you need to change your presser foot? Yeah, well, I think I think we're right. going to get there this next right. time. We're after, in the next 30 minutes, <laughs> we'll talk about two more stitches. <laughs> <laughs> ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit sewhere.com.